gentlemen, put down those razors. It is No Shave November. And if you look out for the Hamilton Police Department and, of course, the Chief, Kevin Friel, you might notice they're looking pretty scruffy themselves, for they are not shaving and it's all part of a great cause. They are accepting donations this November to go towards Shop with a Cop as well as Camp Sun and Fun. So they're raising money and they're growing beards. And I don't know about you guys, but my face is already feeling itchy. Today, I have with me the host of the newest podcast around Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. I'm talking about one of the coolest hosts on the planet, Ellen Laletta. I'm telling you people, especially you moms out there, this podcast is for you. Check it out, like it, subscribe to it. She is a fireball. You'll hear that in this interview. Very cool personality, very well spoken. Uh, She's going to be back. I mean, she already invited herself back. (laughs) You'll, You'll hear that in this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ellen Lauletta. So, Ellen. Yeah. Sometimes before my podcasts, I like do something to prepare for a special guest. Is that well, why you're drinking Blue Moon? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm such a bad host. I didn't even offer you no, yet. No, it's fine. I don't need a drink. I'm actually worried if I drink how much I'll tell you. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, then hold on. No. <laughs> Let me get a bottle. Yeah, and I've got my little, look at my little refrigerator there. Isn't that adorable? That's, what does that fit? Six. Six cans. Wow. Hmm, Can that's pretty put, good enough. Yeah. I, I prepare, no, this I, this we usually have a beer. So you should join me. Do All right, you want fine, one? I'll have a beer. Yeah, I'll take one. Pause. I'm probably just What kind of Russian just... would I be if I said no to alcohol? Are you a vodka drinker? Uh, not anymore, because I have kids, a little kids, and <laughs> I, won't, I won't make it out of here. But I mean, I've had vodka in my life, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just, I know you like, like craft beers and wine. Talk about that as I go to my mini fridge. About what? My love for alcohol, because I have two kids under two. It's pretty... <laughs> You know, you, you develop a uh, love for things that help you disconnect. I got four. My oldest is six. Yeah, so you know. I know. You probably didn't. You pro- your tolerance goes down, though. Like, you think that you would drink more with kids, but your tolerance definitely goes down. You mean from, like, when you're, like, 20 and in yeah. college? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can't hang at all anymore. I went out with my cousin the other day. Yeah? And I was, like, five minutes. Oops. No. Cheers. To uh, scrub caps and sippy cups. Yes, scrub caps and sippy cups. Um, I was out with him, and like, there's all these 22, 24 year olds, and I'm like, I'm still cool. Mm-hmm. I can hang out with these people. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes in, I'm like, I, I was like, <laughs> I'm walking home, and I walked home. Yeah. Well, you wa- you went out in Hamilton. <laughs> no, this wasn't in Hamilton. This was in New Jersey, and I didn't know anybody. It was like, uh, yeah, yeah, but it was. It, it was a different life. Yeah. It's a different life. We try all the time to go out, even like with the same people that we used to go out with when we were 20 or 21 or 22. And I just feel like I can't do it anymore. Either that or I have to take a nap during the day to start at eight. Because I mean, my nap, my bedtime's like 9.30. So for me to go out at 10, I mean, I have oh, to Oh, you're like, already past your bedtime. I'm way past my bedtime. Yeah. yeah Naps are key. A good nap? For me to function, yeah. We're actually going on a cruise next Sunday, adults only, me, my husband, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. <sighs> and so I, we keep saying, we're like, do we need to like 
train for this like it's a marathon like we need to train to drink to get the most of our drink package we ordered but i don't know i don't know how that's gonna go i understand because right now this is the first time i've been alone my kids and my wife are right now with her sister this is mm. the first time this morning waking up i had no lunch boxes to fill nobody to get dressed what did you do with yourself i watched an episode of south park i read the newspaper how did it feel Amazing. It was so amazing. I went downstairs. I looked at all the teachers. I was like, best morning of my yeah. life. I miss my kids. I love them. Best morning of my you life. just get your wife's sister to move in. <laughs> oh, man. I could imagine. Yeah, that would be perfect. I could just see that now. Um, anyways, we totally digress. Mm-hmm. I So for Mike Rosat, I read his book. He's mm-hmm. an author. Uh, read his book, everybody. Uh, gosh, I wish I could remember the name right now. It was amazing. Sorry, we can Google it. Totally. Google it, guys. Um, for Sue Murder, awesome gallery. I toured it first. Mm-hmm. But for you, you know what I did? Mm-hmm. You do know what I no, did. No, I don't. Oh, I cleaned my face. Oh. You are super into cleaning faces. Just for me, you cleaned your face? Just for you. You know what I should have brought? Damn it. I should have brought that poor sucker. That's what I was going to ask you about, the poor sucker. Next time we do this, I'm bringing it and we're going to live stream it on Facebook. We're no. going to do like a Facebook live, yes. And we're going to suck your pores out off your face. You're going to see the crap that comes out. Oh my gosh. Nobody wants to see that. No, they do. Like you you do because it's so addicting, but you don't because it's so disgusting. It's I know. Weird. I, I saw weird. your pictures and I was like, if that's what's coming out of Ellen's face, mm-hmm. I would be a. F- I don't want to yeah. lose We'd any listeners. We'd have to listeners. reload a couple. <laughs> <laughs> reload. <laughs> Yeah. Just like a big economy sized Yeah, <laughs> yeah like wholesale BJ's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So I cleaned it. Um, what what do I have to do next? What so that you, I have did a good... you moisturize? I did. You I don't eat? know. Just like whatever. It's cheapest. Oh, you're a guy. That's good. But listen, guys age too. Right? Uh, yeah. And guys don't want to age because guys are pretty much into vanity as much as women, if not more. I'm definitely aging. Mm-hmm. I look at myself from like two years ago. I'm like, who is that? Who is that kid? Well, don't compare pictures because that is what really holds a mirror up to you. That's why before and after pictures are so, so powerful because they actually show you small changes, but like over time they add up into massive ones. That's why our whole business is based off of before and after pictures. So if you take a picture of you from like five years ago, you might think you don't look that different. And then if you compare it to today, you're going to be like, I look so weathered. Like I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, what the hell? Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinner now, which is good, but a lot of <laughs> <laughs> which might also be why I look more weathered. That's a whole nother. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my mom always says, she's like, I'm not losing weight because then I'll be wrinkly. So she just likes being plump and fills up her wrinkles. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. That's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Like if you, have you ever seen somebody like older that's like super skinny? They just kind of mm. look sunken in and wrinkly. Shout out to great grandma Esther, rest in peace. Yeah, she probably looked good, but like that collagen <laughs> just goes away and you look like... You know, oh, she was so wrinkly, but she had the personality, so she was. That's all that matters. It's all that mattered. Yeah. Okay, so for as a dude, just uh, wash, mm. exfoliate, moisturize. See, I'm not exfoliating. You got exfoliating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have a layer of dead skin, and then nothing you use. I don't care if it's my company or another company. Nothing penetrates into your skin because you have like a layer of dead cells on it can't get through that you got to exfoliate all that crap off your skin to actually let the product into your skin there's no way that makes you look younger though it probably just makes yeah. you look better no it makes you at look your younger. own age if you're using the right ingredients it makes you look younger okay yeah like vitamin e yeah okay among other things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done a whole solution tool for you right now oh okay mm-hmm. i'll send you that right on. you'll you'll send me the solution yes, okay yes. right on. you'll hook me up yeah okay 
I'm going to look like I'm 34 by the end of this. <laughs> what are you, 35? <laughs> 36. Oh, but bless your heart, though. Bless your heart. Um, we could talk for days about facial cleansing. Yes. But I'd rather talk about your new show. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Never thought I would be a podcaster. Never in my life. I mean, I could probably say that about everything I do. Like, never thought I would be a business owner. Never thought I would um, lead a team, a global team. Never thought I would have a podcast. Never thought I would be a nurse anesthetist. I don't know. I could say that about everything. Yeah, I was totally with you side by side until you said like a global leader. It's like, oh, there I go. I'm not that. Well, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You make an impact on kids and then they go everywhere all oh over the globe. Oh my gosh. See? You're my new favorite guest. Yeah, I can just blow smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help anybody's butt. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I'm going to keep you around. Yeah. So tell me about the show. What What's the point? What's the, that, was, that sounded mean. What's the idea? <laughs> what is what's the, the point? P- what are you doing? What am I doing? Um, yeah, what made you want to do this? Yeah. What's it about? So um, my friend Crystal and I run a group online on Facebook called CRNA Moms. And it's a, okay, also, I'm sorry, I digress again. What is that pencil in your hand? Oh, do you like? Like, I, literally I a, you're writing with tree bark hmm. with a skeleton face. I on actually it. carved this from a tree and I, uh, I painted it and shoved the lead in there. No, you didn't. Uh, Where did you buy that? At that hobby store, okay. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Perfect. Because I, for a second, believed you. Like, I'm super gullible. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, no. This is just, no. The lead is where it went downhill. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so my um, friend Crystal and I, we run a Facebook group for mo- nurse anesthetist moms. Because um, it all started, Crystal started six years ago because um, we are in a very small group of women that... Um, are in a very high stakes environment and job. And so a lot of mom groups and parenting um, support groups and websites and, um, you know, kind of advice blogs don't really apply to us and don't work for our lifestyle because of the hours we work, because of the high stakes environment. What are they aimed towards normally? Like your average person who works a nine to five, who doesn't start work at 5 a.m. Mm. So like daycares don't open that early, for example, things like that. Um, our shifts are super long. We do 24 hour shifts. We work holidays. Most people are not away from their families like overnight or on holidays. And then most people also don't have to live with like seeing extremely traumatic things at work, like people dying. And then you have to somehow like collect yourself and go to home and take care of your family. So a lot of things like play into your mental space also where we weren't getting that and so she started this group of crna moms that can all connect um and it grew and it's over 5100 people now so we run that and the discussions that happen there every day are amazing and the support and the um, questions and the topics that come up we felt like it needed more than just the facebook group and we felt like we could reach more moms in healthcare and also outside of healthcare just who also have very stressful different lives um so we figured why not a podcast like why not a virtual platform and then my friend Lacey and I um were talking about it and we're like let's just do it let's start a podcast we're like okay great uh so like what do we do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um my husband is super techie and he like gets really excited about you're stuff. so lucky yeah I am right among other reasons but he ordered me like the starter pack with a microphone and headset and like literally put me in a chair and was like here here you go. And then that was it. So we didn't know like what to do, where to go with it, how to record, what the hell do we do? So um, I asked on Facebook, I said, you know, does anybody know people in podcasts? And um, everybody recommended Nick, Nick Goblish with 
Nick, I'm sorry if I just butchered your name, but Dependent Independent um, is his, po- his podcast and he totally came through and like set us up. And the challenging part is the three of us, Crystal, um, Lacey and I are in three completely different locations in different states. So every time we do our podcast, we have a Zoom conference meeting running and we also all record our own audio through GarageBand. And so we send all of that to Nick who like edits it and produces it for us and makes it sound like we're in the same room at the same time. It's amazing. Oh, you definitely need Nick if you're doing all that. We need Nick. Oh, I can't. Wow. We can't function without Nick. And Nick also like tells us how it is. And the three of us have really thick skin just being like in the career field that we're in and the type of personality that we are. So he tells us like when we sound like crap and change this and fix that and know like that person's not doing this, this person is. So we need him. He is, he's the backup. So he's kind of like directing it as well. Totally. He directs it. He produces it. He edits it. He does everything. The only I didn't thing, realize my boy Nick had such a big... Uh, he does. And on the side, he runs his own painting business, which like heads up Hamilton if you need a painter. I heart painting. I heart painting. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He helped me out. I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for Nick. Yeah. Nick Launches everybody. We're sticking with him because we could not do it without him. I can't even wrap my mind around what he does to make us sound presentable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you guys, you sound way better than me. That's for no, sure. I don't know about that. <laughs> I listen to yourself. I was like, oh. Well, that's also edited. If you heard our like raw cuts. Oh, I like, thought about what that. What is happening hey, here? I know how it goes. I was thinking, oh my gosh, how long did this take? Yeah. <laughs> this and how minutes. did we get here? <laughs> yeah. So we owe a lot to him. It sounded fantastic. Thanks. And so are you going to be having guests on most of the time or are you just going to dive into like different topics? Both. So we have um, different topics that we're covering. Some episodes we interview each other like to figure out how each of us came to this place in our life where we're all kind of like in the same place now. Um, We are having guests as well, especially for big, big topics like um, for moms and moms in high stakes jobs postpartum depression is a huge thing but that's Mm. an issue for everyone so we're actually getting like guests who have gone through it through like the ringer with it um people who are specialized in it who are professionals in it to offer advice and like really reach out because it's so under talked about and it deserves a platform like that should be so much further ahead in our country than it is and it's still so silenced and the stigma is still so real um and we've actually had somebody in our group suffer an extremely um traumatic episode of postpartum who like lived to tell the story so my first question to her you know we haven't interviewed her yet but i kind of talked to her on the side i said what do you say to the people like who who look at us and say, how could you as a nurse anesthetist and her husband's a surgeon, like how could the two of you really highly educated people in, med- in medicine miss the signs? Like what is wrong with you? That's the response we get because it like you would think that we are at a benefit, but people actually hold us to a disadvantage because we are expected to know everything. So when we miss a sign of something, people like really come down hard on us. And you know what she told me? She said, I was so busy taking care of two little kids and my husband and my family. I didn't have time to worry about me and my feelings. And then she like spiraled out of control and it went bad. So um, that kind of stuff deserves a platform. Why do you think it is stigmatized? I was thinking that maybe it's stigmatized because a mom's just supposed to be concentrating on her newborn baby, maybe not supposed to feel sad they sh- she should just be happy because she's yeah. just given birth or some reason like that is that why it's stigmatized partly um i think a lot of it has to do with the age we live in with social media and the highlight reel um and everybody posts their amazing pictures and their beautiful kids and their beautiful family and everything's perfect and then <gasps> you're sitting at home and you're like why is that not me and i can relate to that you know we live for other people's approval of us and social media makes it so much worse like back in the day you would like go to the park and talk to susie and then you cared what susie thought and that was it nowadays uh. it's like 
millions of people and they all have an opinion and they have a venue to voice their opinion to you from behind their computer and like if you hear enough of it or you see enough of it it really starts to act on your psyche especially when you're already going through like that chemical imbalance right yeah so that's it's a big thing so anyway that's one of our topics yeah that's huge mm-hmm. lisa lisa never really had it too bad she's so lucky yeah i know mm-hmm. we we i never thought about it being stigmatized though because i was always ready for it like mm-hmm. be care be ready to help you know if she's feeling depressed mm-hmm. just so that's a real bummer. And during that point in your life, too, yeah, like where you need all the support you, you can get. Yeah. But a lot of women, like, are scared to say something. I was scared to say something, and I probably never did. I think my husband only noticed because I wasn't myself. But a lot of women who are used to being, like, in control or type A personalities or, like, really being happy people who get life and life goes in their direction. When it happened to me, I was like, why? This is, like, what's happening? Why mm. is this happening to me? Something's wrong with me. Something's, it wasn't like, oh, I'm you going through this. You're it. like, something's wrong with me. And then you come down on yourself and then mm. everything else crumbles. So it's it's a really big topic and it deserves, among other topics that we have, a Especially platform like this. Mental health in general. Totally. You know. Oh, we're so behind. Um, so tell me about your co-host. So Crystal and Lacey are both nurse anesthetists also, both moms also. Um, Lacey, oh God, she's going to kill me where she lives. I think she lives in Wisconsin. Okay. I always forget. She's out in the Midwest. Her husband's a farmer. Like, totally. I love it because we are so different. Like, all the women in the group are so different, but we're exactly the same. We always joke that it's like our virtual friend group, and we're, we always plan this huge vacation where all of us are going to somehow. Met them? A lot of them I have, and a lot of them I haven't. A lot of us go to like international um, conferences together for our careers. Um, but a lot of us, I feel like I know them. Like, they're my best friends, and I've never met these people. It's crazy. But you're so connected based off of like, our job our job um and the way that as women we are in our job because it's different for the guys in medicine um Mm. they can their guys are providers like baseline they're bred to be providers so if they're out working um they're we feel like they don't have like the kind of like mom guilt that moms go through when they miss a 24-hour shift you know what i mean because they're at work but like when you're at work you should be at home but when you're at home why are you not back to work you know why are you just a stay-at-home mom when you're a stay-at-home mom well how could you not contribute to the family you know so it's like this constant back and forth that wow lisa has that oh totally big time i'm sure but she can never leave work because you guys are like at home and at work at the same time i know but it doesn't matter it's like if she uh goes to a pool for two hours she's like oh my gosh i could have been with mm-hmm. those time i lost with mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i know so i always really have funny. that and i always say to i'm like god like why doesn't my husband feel that as strongly as i do and i totally um am jealous of him that he doesn't because he Mm. can actually enjoy the time he has by himself for himself like really enjoy the things he doesn't be present whereas the whole time i'm i'm like oh god i'm such a terrible mom i'm a terrible wife you can't you can't do Mm -hmm. it i can't i wish i could but i can't that's a bummer (laughs) i know it's freaking ruins everything i know (laughs) why am i even here i am constantly are you thinking about right now do you want to run home to your no my kids (laughs) are sleeping right now so it's fine (laughs) okay yeah no i'm constantly trying to live in the moment but yeah i do miss my kids a lot i'm sure yeah those little ones and they grow up so quick so i have this uh, so just before uh sora left on this little vacation i was noticing she was really looking at me and really starting to smile Mm -hmm. like Oh, no, it's going to be a whole week without this. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen next? Yeah, and she's going to come back. She's going to be a teenager. <laughs> Stop. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so tired of people talking about her being a teenager. Yeah, you went from three boys to having a girl, and your whole life changes probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I was already a softy. I mean, can you imagine me mm-hmm. with this little girl? Yeah, but now you have to like put on a hard shell because she's gonna make a boyfriend home on time. No, she isn't. Nope. She's not allowed nope. to date till she's no. married. No, she's not getting <laughs> married either. What are you talking about? She's locked in a room right now. Yeah, all those little kids coming to read. Step back. <laughs> yeah, boys are no longer accepted to read. Yeah. <laughs> this is a girls' school. <laughs> and she's got three brothers. I'm training them to, yeah. you know. Well, so. you don't have to worry because any boy is going to have to make it through the brothers before he even gets to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sora will be protected. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about your job, though, because, like, obviously, I didn't realize how much it can wear on you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have the long shifts, but what is it like there? I mean, you're seeing people die? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm a nurse anesthetist, and a lot of people don't realize that the people who administer anesthesia, the majority of the time in the United States, are pretty much all over the United States, are nurse anesthetists. Um, where I work and in this state, we work as a team with anesthesiologists. So someone is always with you. It's one of us. So you'll never be alone. Someone's always providing care. But in other areas of the nation, um, it's completely independent care by nurse anesthetists. They are the frontline providers in the military, um, which like talk about trauma. Um, and so, my, yeah, my job consists of providing the safest, most effective care for people from any time, like in the preoperative area through the entire surgery and then postoperatively, like making sure that you are safe, comfortable, um, happy, the surgeon's happy, everyone's happy. Um, but some of it isn't always planned elective surgery. I mean, you see people from like newborns, like literally straight out of the womb where things go wrong in delivery and we have to intubate them and put them on a ventilator straight to like end of life care. Um, and everything in between, traumas, hearts, I mean, literally every surgery you can imagine. So um, I actually stopped taking call overnight while I was pregnant with my first because it was so traumatic to me. Like I used to work in Atlantic City in the trauma division and some of the stuff coming in, um, I don't know if it was hormones or what, but I honestly, like I couldn't sleep. It was awful. And I kept thinking like, this could be my kid. This could be my kid. And that like really messes up your brain. Are you able to like let it go when you go home? Um, well, yes, but I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody's first patient who doesn't do well or, you know, doesn't make it really sticks with them. I will never forget my first. Um, but you have to move on because your duty is to care for the next patient. So you can't. You'll never forget the first time. I'll never forget the first time. I have many firsts. I have firsts as a nurse. I have firsts as a nurse in the ICU. I have my first on-call shift by myself as a nurse anesthetist when I graduated school. I mean, they were all traumatic. I think I carry a black cloud on my first day. Um, and so I'll never forget those people. But And they made an impact on my life and made me a better provider. But I'll never forget them because I always treat every patient like they're my family member. And I think that's why like we carry this weight. Um, you know, our our profession has one of the highest addiction rates Um, And like diversion rates of drugs and medicine because like what kind of like anti-anxiety and no, like narcotics that we have access to like Mm painkillers, painkillers. So uh, the reason it's so high, I think, is because one, we're type A people like severely type A people who have extreme control issues, are extremely stressed out, um, running on like no sleep. And the only way some people can function who have like addictive personalities is they have I mean, the drug is like right in front of you. So if you're somebody who is experimental or ever has been, you're like at an increased likelihood to dabble there. And then it spirals out of control because the drug takes over. And eventually, I mean, we have so much of it in our profession and it's so sad. Wow. Mm -hmm. Painkillers are the worst. They're the worst. They're even getting to the doctors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm from Florida and like 
there was these pain management centers. I don't know if you know about them, but it's like they didn't keep records. I think they were just trying to get them out, get the painkillers out to people. So people mm-hmm. would go from one to another and then sell them to the kids or sell them to whoever. Yeah. That's why we have such an opioid epidemic in our nation. And then aside from the opioids, like then people can't afford them. And then that's where heroin comes in. And that's why we have such a massive heroin problem. I found that out when I was uh, interviewing Kevin Friel, the uh, chief of police mm-hmm. here. He, that's what he said, that people just turn to it when they can't afford mm-hmm. the other. Yeah, it's cheap. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Man, it's what, awful. What a terrible job. Yeah, but it's an amazing job. It's an amazing yeah. life. Yeah, what do you love about it? Everything. I love that people trust me to take them in their most difficult and scary point of their life. Like, literally, people trust me to take them to, from awake right over to the line before dead and bring them back. So that's huge. Like, if you break it down like that and you think about it, that is terrifying. So Do you get nervous? Mm. Not nervous, but I have a very, very high respect for my job and for the um, level of care that I have to provide. And I respect the drugs and I respect the people and their bodies so much because I know, I mean, I know I'm good at my job and I know I can handle pretty much most things that come at me, but I'm never 1000% like confident in a cocky way because that's when things go mm, wrong. Yeah. Um, so you totally. always have to be on edge. So I, I'm always not nervous, but like I'm, I'm definitely um, vigilant. I'll put it that way. Um, I messaged Ellen. I was just like, so can you tell me some stuff like uh, about you that I wouldn't find out? And you just like laid on me some like, all right, well those all sound like full time things by themselves. Like, What's this one? Like running a group of 5,000 nurses? That's the CRNA mom group that Crystal, Lacey, and I run. That's 5,000? That's 5,100 just moms in the CRNA community. Okay, so I had, okay. I thought when, when you said this group, I thought you meant it was like a Facebook group, like a group, like it's you're in charge of that whole thing? Crystal, Lacey, and I, yeah, we run it. And a lot of it is like adult babysitting. Um, and But a lot of it is stuff that they trust us with and they want us to post anonymously for them. And you're like fielding a ton of questions and moderating and mediating and all that. So we split the duties for that. And then I'm one of the um, co-administrators on the larger CRNA group, not just the moms, but like all the nurse anesthetists in the country. And that's like over 26,000 people. But there's a lot of administrators for that group, as you can imagine, because like a ton of stuff comes up. Um, But yeah, it's all great. I mean, it's an awesome way to connect with your field, your career field and make connections because you never know where life's going to take you. So um, we're all super connected to each other. You feel like you know these people when you run into them. I can imagine the things that you've already expressed, like to share those things. Like I can't, Mm-hmm. I've got my own experiences. There's no way I can understand what your experiences are like to just one time. If I were to experience one time someone dying, like, like yeah. I mean, obviously not your fault, but like still. But wouldn't you want to talk to people who understand you? Yes. Yeah, because like me talking to a regular person, they're like, yeah, that sucks. But they don't get like that I had to go talk to that person's family members. No, that's exactly what I was so, thinking about. I was like, how does she go and yeah, talk to the? It's a support group of people who understand what you've been through that's why we're so open with each other like people those people know things that nobody else in my life does because nobody else gets it so i'm not going to like go put that on somebody else's shoulders do people act like they get it because i'm just telling you right now i don't get it but like it's no i mean me. they look at you and they're like kind of scared for a minute but then they go on with their life we're like right. for us it's like it's every day every minute every day every minute you gotta live with it yeah yeah, but it's good. It's great. It's a, no, the you're doing a job very, ever. very important job. It's the greatest job ever. I love it. I'm sure you have so many success stories that you can go home oh, and yeah. be like, wow. Like, There's way more successes than there are what you would say failures. But 
Um, even, you know, the failures, like it's a circle of life. Some people, we still in their last moments made it comfortable and tolerable for them where, you know, we knew that the outcome, I mean, we all die. Like you can't, you know, yeah. you can't escape that. That's what my mom tells me. She's like, none of us are making it out alive. Is that but what they say in Ukraine? That's what they say in the Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally just made that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least you can make their last moments comfortable and safe and make them feel like they're not alone and make their family members see that it could be a good process and a happy process or at least like a tolerable one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, you're awesome. I don't you're know. Awesome. No, well, thank you. I don't know. Not <laughs> as awesome as you. That's crazy. That's really cool what you do. People look at me sometimes and they're like, I don't know how you do what you do. Your job <laughs> is really hard with that many children. Not for I don't me. Know. Not for me. Well, it's hard work, but I love yeah. it if well, I didn't love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you. Yeah, totally. If you don't have passion, you're not going to like what you do. Right. Isn't it great getting paid for it? Yes. Getting paid for what you're passionate mm -hmm. about. Uh, I was talking about that with Sue Murder also, the, the tattoo artist. Because she spent most of her life like selling out yeah you know just selling out yeah. to the man making money mm -hmm. now she has this crazy art gallery yeah with her art displayed everywhere doing things her way mm -hmm. and she's happy yeah and you can't get that time back so you and you only get to do this once like there's no do-overs how lucky do you feel i feel very lucky yeah totally my passion like you i mean we're like very similar our passion is helping people you just like to help little people and their families and i like to help people in other ways yeah Right on. Hey, right on to helping people. Yes. Cheers. A little fist bump. Cheers. Fist bump. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about something with you, but I'm kind of scared. Um, could, would you be willing to talk about your stance on vaccines? Yes. Please do. I think there's a way to talk about things and disagree with people without being like a rude, you know what? I don't <laughs> think that there's any way to talk about this in an unbiased fashion. Um, you are either biased because of an experience you had from vaccinating your kids um, or you are biased because of the things you have seen from unvaccinated kids. So I'm a believer in science and facts. And um, yeah, I'm going to say that because Wait, anything else would be are, rude. Isn't there a lot of bias just by people, what they read or what people oh, totally. tell them? But it's that, not just from but their that, own personal. I wouldn't say that's bias. I think that's people spreading false things. Um, I think the people who I respect their opinion on vaccines are only the ones who have experienced a complication themselves because anything else is rumors anything else is he said she said or you are like whisper down the lane and by the time it makes it online through some mommy blog um i mean case in point jenny mccarthy these people use their celebrity and their platform to kind of like create this propaganda that scares people into things or out of things with no proof behind it um so I'm a believer in science and in facts, but I also respect that some people have, for example, like genetic mutations that are more at risk for complications with certain vaccines or whatever. But the facts are that um, the reason we are healthy as a species is because of herd immunity. And herd immunity only works when everybody around you, if you are immunocompromised, like if you're a baby or an old person or somebody with HIV or somebody who has a compromised immune system if you can't fight a disease if it attacks you you hope that everybody around you is immunized against that disease so that they don't bring it near you right herd immunity, herd immunity. i've never heard that expression mm -hmm. so that's how it works so if the people around you all stop vaccinating and allow things in such as measles smallpox you know whatever polio doesn't matter then you don't have that barrier anymore 
So that disease gets closer to you and then you can't fight it off. So those people depend on the rest of us to keep those diseases away. I understand that there's some people who, you know, have kids who are more at risk for a complication from a vaccine or have an allergy or something. And I get it. And I always think you should weigh risk benefit. And I always think you should do what's right for you and your family. But I don't think that what's right can be um, judged based off of somebody who has zero background or information or facts or experience with something. They are just spreading some kind of um, dishonest propaganda to scare other people. Um, so that's where I stand on vaccines. I vaccinate my kids. I think that every child should be vaccinated if they can tolerate it. I think the risk of not vaccinating is significantly higher than the risk of vaccinating for the majority of people. And because the majority of people participate in herd immunity, I think the majority of people should be vaccinated. Um, Do you think it should be required? Um, <clears throat> I think it should be required if you are in a public school. Because there's kids that go to public schools who are immunocompromised who are dealing with cancer or they're dealing with some kind of other immune disorder that if they get sick, they will die. And if your child is not immunized, just for the pure fact of not immunizing them, um, I couldn't live with myself if I did that to somebody. So that's my, that's my opinion on it. Do you ever read what other people post? Like, oh I, my God, I'm, all the time. I, I'm definitely friends with people who, who mm -hmm. lean to the other side and mm -hmm. they'll post these um, um, articles. I'll just mm -hmm. say they post articles. <laughs> That's a good word for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, do you ever read them and what do you have to, do you ever respond to them? I don't respond to them. Um, one, because I don't want to alienate people based on their opinions because I don't think that's right either. Like they can have their opinions. I, I do shut that, shut not shut them down, but shut the post down and take commenting away if people start to get into arguments. I saw I saw on one of yours people oh, were, yeah. and you were like, excuse me, ladies. Yeah, it was like, if you can't play nice, like this is over. Because I'm not there to post a topic for people to fight over. The other thing is, you, people are so polarized on this matter that no matter what you say to somebody, they're not going to change their mind. Like, you're not the first person that have said this to them or the first article that has told them they're wrong. So what do you, what makes you think that you screaming at them over Facebook in caps? It definitely won't work on Facebook. Is going to change their mind. I mean, that's ridiculous. It definitely won't work no. on Facebook. And most people get so heated that they like completely lose the ability to have a normal discussion. They just start screaming like ridiculous profanities at one another. Why just do you think that is? Because I don't know. I, it's a self-control thing in my opinion. I think opinion. it's an you insecurity thing. It's probably an insecurity mm. thing more than anything. Like if I were to disagree with you on something, which obviously could happen on right. any number of subjects, I would feel totally... Well, you would just know oh. that I'm right and you have to... Ah. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, we could no. have some good debates <laughs> I'm then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that people, it's an insecurity thing. Like I know what I know and it's factual. And people who believe things that are not proven still believe them for whatever reason, but you can't change what people believe. Like it is what it is. You have to just agree to disagree and move on. Um, I think that- Some people don't know how to do that though. No, and I think a lot of times we live in the situation where people reject facts because they wanna continue on with like this picture that they've painted because then if they all of a sudden turn on what they've been saying, they look like a liar or a phony fraud. So some of them I feel like sometimes want to sway the other direction, but they feel like they can't. And it's okay sometimes to be like, listen, this is what I believed. I found that da, 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 now this is what I believe. But a lot of people are just so stuck in like, you know, must prove. I know. It's like a mm -hmm. win. It's us versus them all the right. time. Why right. is it constantly us versus them? It, I don't know. I don't know. But the bottom line is vaccines today have less preservatives in them than when you and I were vaccinated. 
So people who say that it's the preservatives, like my kids get preservative-free vaccines. So you can't pull that. Like if you're going to have so an vaccines, arg- don't need preservatives. The ones that my children get don't have preservatives okay. in them. Are they so either just they expire faster? Or? Yeah, I mean, like they're they wouldn't be on the market if they weren't effective. Uh-huh. So just because people think that it's a preservative it's because somebody told them that and they don't take the next step like if you want to believe what you believe go for it but investigate it and look up the facts and like do you see get if it's angry right even if they no. truly you don't get angry at people I don't who don't get, vaccinate I, I don't i can't get angry at them i'd spend my entire life angry you know like <laughs> i just be pissed do i get annoyed at the things that i read sure but like do you know how many people i encounter in my daily life who don't understand that they're diabetes is under control because they take insulin too too many yeah yeah and so if i got angry at every person like that like my life i would just be an angry human my mother-in-law who, who's an expert researcher especially in the subject yeah. of intelligence she studies that and is yeah. trying to educate people on how to understand their insulin mm-hmm. better i didn't realize it was such an epidemic my dad and i say this because like i'm not picking on people with diabetes my dad has diabetes and he took himself off of his medication because he convinced himself that he was cured of diabetes an incurable disease he was the first human on earth to be cured of diabetes <laughs> so he removed himself off of the medication and then his sugar went up mm. and he couldn't figure out why and i was like did you ever think that maybe your sugar was under control because you were like taking your medication what no. is it with people who take insulin? No. And it's it was mind blowing to me. He does it all the time. He like makes up his own medical regimens because he thinks that he can control everything the way that the doctors can't. Yeah. But these are the type of people that I work with. My dad. Like yeah. I work with my dad. He doesn't understand certain things and some things he just like argues. So even with his medical professional that he raised. Anyone in medicine will tell you that the more you are in medicine, the less your family trusts you. What? Why totally is that true. a thing? I don't know. I don't know if they think like we're all drinking the same Kool-Aid and we're like lying to them. But <laughs> my parents literally think I'm just making things up. I'm like, you're right. I have zero experience. I don't do this every single day. They're like, well, what do you know? But you strike me as the kind of doctor who is constantly learning. Am I right about that? Like, you're. You- well, I'm a nurse. I'm so sorry. I've been called worse. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I am constantly learning. I try to constantly learn. But like they, but the best part is he'll come back to me and be like, you'll never guess what my doctor told me. And literally it's verbatim what I told wow. him last week. And I'm just like, my God. This is just classic dad stuff. Tell me again. I've stuff. never heard this before. <laughs> classic dad stuff. Hey, it's hilarious. does your husband it. ever bust out like any terrible dad jokes? My husband um, tries to, and we relate him to Phil Murphy from... Um, Modern Family. Oh, really? Do you know Phil Murphy? Have you watched Modern Family? I, which one is? Is that the, the one who's uh, Al Bundy? No, no. It's the dad of like the the two girls, um, Haley and Alex, like the younger dad. Okay. Married to the blonde lady. Okay. So he has like horrible dad jokes and <laughs> he is hilarious and that's my husband. Oh, he's yeah. got... Ho- yeah. Oh, he like, sounds great. We just did Halloween and this little girl was dressed as a cop and she came up to the house. He's going to hate me for saying this. I love you, Mike. I'm sorry. She comes up to the house and he goes, oh, officer, what is the problem here? And literally freaked her out so bad. She just turned around and was like, I don't need your candy. <laughs> and like left. Not even worth the candy. No, she was like, mm, I'm That's out. how bad his jokes yeah, are. It was hilarious. You we go, all looked Mike. at him. I'm like, Mike, you just totally took a wrong turn down the dad lane. Yeah. Happens to the best of us, it Mike. totally does. Poor fella. Hey, is he participating in um, No Shave November? 
He never shaves. I mean, he shaves, but like but he, trims he it always up. has. He always has a beard. He has yeah. like a perfecto. He does. Like, is he gonna just let it go or not? He's no, because we're going it. on a cruise and he's not allowed to travel if he doesn't shave because he always gets detained. Sorry, but it's true. Because <laughs> he's dark, like he's dark skinned, dark haired. For sure. And so when we travel and he's unshaven, he gets detained. He's been swapped for bombs. He's been detained for like all kinds of crazy security questions. I'm Hasn't like, been caught for anything though. Clearly not. So far so good. Yeah. But every time we travel, I'm like, if you don't shave, I'm walking like three steps ahead of you because I'm not associated with you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Mike. I'm I the feel Russian. Like this podcast. Yeah. And he gets detained. <laughs> so how long were you actually there? Because you bring up, you make excuses as if Ukraine is like your excuse for everything. It is totally my excuse. I was born there. I came here when I was five. Do you actually take any of their culture and like uh um, their language well i speak fluent russian um i grew up obviously in my family we spoke it at home it's a different lifestyle oh yeah 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 it's a different lifestyle i don't think i take their culture but like you can't ever take the russian out of somebody we're just hard people like yeah. we are we're tougher we are colder mike's always like can you say that nice to somebody and I'm like, I thought I did say nice. He's like, oh, that was just so Do you aggressive. hurt people's feelings? Oh, I'm all the time. Yeah. But unintentionally. Like, I'm a nice person. I, I mean to always, like, encourage people and help them and be nice and kind. But sometimes the things I say just come out so bad. What do you? What if someone says something? To, do, do, can people hurt your feelings? Or? Oh, yeah. I'm, um, people hurt me more if they hurt, like, my family or my kids. Then I get, oh. I don't get hurt, I get pissed. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah but no, that's different. do they hurt me? Not really, my, my skin is pretty thick. Yeah. I mean, like it really takes a lot to hurt my feelings. Okay. A ton. I'm harder on myself than anybody can ever be. But, and they came here with nothing. Nothing. I mean, my mom came here with a satchel full, this is so ridiculous, a satchel full of silver spoons. Because that's what she came with? Well, they're worth something in the, in Ukraine. And because they told her that we don't have them here in the United States of America, the richest country on earth. Wait, can you repeat that last part again? Wait, what? They told her that they don't have silverware in the United States, which one would think is insane, knowing the U.S. is the richest country on earth. Yeah. Why'd they say that? Because they like spread lies and hate and propaganda over there and people believe it. Is that what that why they were trying to escape? Just yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of oppression. My dad, his family's Jewish, um, so they were going through that. And then the collapse of the USSR, like the Ukraine, basically stood no chance. So they wanted me and my brothers to have an opportunity to be something more than like an 18 year old married woman with five kids. Wow! And mm-hmm. they moved to Hamilton, New Jersey. No, no, no. <laughs> no. We moved to Philly. I'm a transplant, like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. We moved to Philly. So are you a Ham- you're not a Hamiltonian, no. you would say? Mm-mm. I came here for my husband. I said I would never move to New Jersey because I'm from Pennsylvania. Like Pennsylvania people turn their nose up at New Jersey, which Why? is, I don't know. We're, we're good peeps. Amazing peeps. Also, when I lived in PA, I thought Jersey drivers were awful. But now that I live in Jersey, I understand it's the Pennsylvania drivers that are awful. The worst. The worst. Yo, shout out to Hamilton shout and its drivers. Hamilton. Yeah, shout out to New Jersey and its plates. Because when I go into Pennsylvania, <laughs> I'm like, look at me. Come. I'm a pro at this. Yeah, I'm a you pro. Guys. You guys suck. Yeah, dang, yeah. you are really mean. <laughs> You're a total type A. I'm total type. Oh, God, so bad. Do you intimidate people? Not intentionally. I mean, I get told you that You probably all the time, do. But I think it's because partly I am so oblivious to anything around me that people think I'm like 
not paying attention to them or being mean and not saying hello, but I truly don't see people. Like if I'm ever walking do you down see the street me right, now? right now, I do. You see me right now. If I'm walking down the street, okay. if I don't say hey Sam, it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because I'm somewhere else in my mind. You and all me are completely. All right, we have a lot in common. We mm-hmm. also have something very different. I see everybody. It's You're observant. Crazy. That's great. Well, I have to in my profession. Like I have to pay attention to so you many do. people at once. So many people need my attention at one. I'm time. the opposite. I have to focus on one thing at work. So when I'm out and about in the world, I literally just see straight. Like if there's anything in my periphery, it's messed. There could be a bomb exploding and I'm just like, do-do-do-do-do. If I ever need someone to be at my bedside at the hospital, I need it to be you. Yeah. I feel like it, you would just be real with me, but do it like in the right way. I would. And I would pay attention and I would make sure that you're fine. But if you ever need somebody to like have your back in a crowd of people, it's not me because I'll probably see like a squirrel and quickly <laughs> de- get distracted. Oh, you like my kids? Totally. Oh, okay. Very squirrely. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Can you notice? Like, we were supposed to be on track. I don't even remember where we started. I keep looking at my notes. I'm like, where am I here? (laughs) You know, I'm really jealous of you. Why? Because I was, you said you go on a lot of trips, which do you Mm -hmm. still do that? You have kids. You're about to go on a trip. We are. How do you do these things? We make it a point to because I think it's very easy to go down a slippery slope. I mean, it's different for you and Lisa because you guys work together, so you see each other all the time. But Mike and I don't. So the only time we see each other at home is like with the kids. And it's I see how people go down the slippery slope of like losing your partner because you're so focused on everything else but your partner that you wake up 20 years later and you're like, who am I living with? Okay, but I, but I see Lisa with either four kids mm-hmm. or 40 kids. Yeah, but you still see her. So you can like pull her away and say, hi, I love you. That's true. We can do that. We can. But we still need a vacation. Oh, 100%. Everybody yeah. needs a vacation, like a couple's vacation. You need to reconnect. You, so you need to remember kids. who you like. No, I, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but your kids are going to get older eventually. It's temporary. We do go on dates and we go on dates. It's just like. That matters. Oh, this is so great. Mm-hmm. Oh, You just can't talk you. about the kids <laughs> on dates. Yeah, it, that's inevitable. Every now and then mm-hmm. it gets rough. We have a lot to talk about though. Yeah, well, and you also have four kids. I only have two. Are you going to have more? Jury's out. Hmm? Jury's out. No way. Yeah, well, because I want one. Uh-huh. But, uh, well, I want like a hundred but mike doesn't so we'll see if we can compromise what does juries out mean then i the took that's out uh-huh like you know the jury oh, is still, still out deciding. they're still negotiating or deciding okay yes. is there another expression that goes along with what that country one? are you from <laughs> i don't know anymore man but i've been all over so i'm yeah. midwestern boy just like your your girl at wisconsin Lacey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um crystal's from the midwest too she's from st louis I'm from St. Louis. Oh, cool. Yeah, shout out from the loop. So you're a Cardinals fan. Totally. I All used right. to hang out with Ozzy Smith's son. She'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. I only know Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, do you? Do you rock out to Ozzy Osbourne? No, no I just know. Like, you Do know. you only listen to Ukraine music? Yeah. <laughs> Folklore. <laughs> folklore music? <laughs> yes. Do no. you guys ever... Do you know, that's what I was doing upstairs right before you got Listening here. Listening to Ukrainian uh, folklore? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do I want to do? Now that my kids, my wife are gone, I got to listen to this folklore. You're listening to that, watching your face, like really getting it. (laughs) It was the best. (laughs) Yo, your show is going to be hilarious. Our show is awesome. I wish it was for, are you going to ever have a a dad's episode? We are. We're going to have the dads on, like each of our spouses. Okay, I can't be a part Um, of that, but like. Well, we can try to bring somebody else on. I don't know, like what. What I can I bring to the table? I don't know how we can tie you in. Well, we can tie you in because you're having me on your podcast, so I'm going to have you on mine. No, don't don't have me on yours. I don't know what I would say on yours. Well, you work with kids. I do work with kids. Yeah. yeah. So like people are tired of hearing from me though. They hear from me every week. But this is not Hamilton people. Oh, this you is mean like I'll go, national people. Oh, you're big time. 
Are you going to have a like lot Like, nobody of- in Hamilton wants to hear me, but, you know, I have my own people. I disagree. I want to hear you. Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, by the way. Yeah, I had to. After I found out you were... I was so excited because I felt so lonely in this podcast space no, in Hamilton. you're not alone. It was just me and Nick. And Maddie Silvesti did your podcast. And Are he's my trainer. That's why I'm in my gym clothes still because I haven't even changed from the gym. Is he as good as he's, he makes he himself out to be? He is out of this world. Yeah. He is out of this world. I was just like working out. He left today like five minutes before I was done. And I was just like working out and I was reading solid. And I finally read like what SOLID stands for. Um, and I was like, God, he like really impersonates, not impersonates. Um, like in, in, wait, I know the word you're looking for. He encapsulates. Encapsulates. Boom. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, we don't have that word in the Ukraine. Um, <laughs> so sorry. So he encapsulates sorry. every single part of solid, like all the things that SOLID stand for. I felt it when he was here. His energy level... On another level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like if I ever hung out with him, which I want to, I mm-hmm. want to hang out with him, but I feel like we would just go crazy mm-hmm. together. He's so real and like raw and he has nothing to hide and he totally embraces you because he's been, you know, down in the depths of everything and then has also risen to the top and he just like gets it. He can connect to everybody. I really respect him. Yeah. And it, yeah. the energy too, when he, he's just so made of, motivated yeah. to get you in shape. He's so positive. Yeah. That's hard to find. So, are you ready for the chat pack? The what? Oh, you haven't heard the end of any of my episodes. The chat pack? I have heard the ending. I listen to, like, almost every single episode. Get also, out of here. Wait a minute. What? I swear. I do. Also, did you know that Mike Villani is my husband's uncle? No way. Also, like, my uncle by marriage. Yeah. His mom, Mike's mom, my uh-huh. husband Mike, his mom, Patty, is married, is not married. Her brother is Mike. Mm, that's a great uncle yeah, to so have. Yeah, so I listened to that one. I just listened to your episode with Christy Schleyer, oh, who I think is, she's like, amazing everything human. on earth. How cool! Um, how cute were her kids? The, I, you were like, wait for the end, wait for the end, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, God, when's the end coming? Like, this is so exciting. <laughs> it was adorable. Yeah. I oh loved my it. gosh! Oh, from someone who doesn't know technology to another, I had to get super tricky with the microphones. They came I don't know in how you did that. with the loudness and the energy, mm-hmm. and I loved it. But it was just like my speakers, like. <laughs> You're like, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so I listened to that one. I they listened to your town um, council one. I listened to all of your episodes. No way. Yeah, yeah. What do you have, like 3,500 people, right? No, I wish. That, no, what there's, is that? I'd say there's a total of like 800 different people have listened. That's amazing. But I've had a total of like 3,100 listens in the last three or four months. Well, that means somebody's coming back. People are definitely coming back. Come listening back. again. Some people like will come listen to yours for the first time and then be like, and then oh, never I listen again. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, delete. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't blame them. It's been so fun though. Hey, I've got yeah. one piece of advice for yeah. you actually. In fact, Nick came up to me right before I did mine. Okay. And he's like, can I give you some advice? And I still feel bad about doing this, but immediately I was like, no. I messaged him, no, don't give me advice. Oh, I heard about that. Did you really? Yeah, he told me that. And I was like, he's like, are you open to advice? Because some people say they're not open to advice. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I guess I'm open. I don't know. Now I'm scared. Oh, wow. I didn't know. he. I was thinking he might have taken it to heart. And I feel bad for doing it. But I was only four episodes in. And I Mm -hmm. told myself... I don't want to take anyone's advice. I just want to, I'm not making money off this. Yeah. I'm only having fun with it. Yeah. So if someone has anything other advice saying do it, make sure you have fun. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm telling you, just do you. Some people are going to say, hey, to get more listeners, you can do that. Or maybe you're putting too many episodes. Maybe you're too, whatever. Yeah. Like just do it so you're having fun. And if you're having fun, mm-hmm. I feel like the listeners are going to have I fun so too. too. Yeah, because ours is so conversational. Like the three of us, it literally is like a support group talk. And so if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Like, we're not going to change who we are. So we yeah. love it. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. I'm yeah. always a fan of being yourself. 
And you're pretty cool. Oh, cool. Pretty Thanks. Cool. Pretty, pretty cool. cool. All right. I'm ready for the chat pen. Oh, you know all about the chat pen. I don't know what it is, but... Mm-mm-mm. It is when you pick one of these questions. I'm nervous. Me too. I'm nervous for Are you. Are these... I picked like, some hard ones. Where did you get these? Are these pre-made or you like write them yourself? Straight up person? Amazon. It's actually called the chat pack. They're conversation starters. Oh, I can't do this one. What is it? You really can't? No, I mean, I can. I'm just awful at things that involve recall. Okay. I'll tell you what the question is. It says, what is the most memorable TV advertisement that you've ever seen? Oh. All right. I can tell you the most memorable one. It's the okay. only one I remember. So that's clearly memorable. Okay. The one on Christmas with the old man sitting at the table by himself and his whole family comes back to him. Oh. It come, plays every single Christmas. Like, his kids grew up, and they all have their own families, and they all live in different places, and it's like Christmas. Maybe it's Thanksgiving. I don't know. Whatever. Do you get emotional holiday. with that one? No. I just, like, it really brings home the one thing I live for is family. Like, that's all that matters in this world. You know, and I'm not saying, like, blood is family. Some people's blood is not You're talking their family. about your kids, your husband. Yeah, like, whoever is your family, whether it's the people closest to you, your friends, or your actual family, like, whoever that core group is that... Um, lifts you up and like makes you enjoy every day of your life like that is the number one thing on earth that's what we do this for right if it's not for you it's for the people absolutely that do you feel like i feel like from that answer i feel like i'm living the best time of my life like right now yeah i wouldn't be anywhere else or with anybody else like i literally i say all the time i could lose my job tomorrow i could lose my um rnf business tomorrow i could lose the podcast tomorrow i could lose everything if i got to keep my family and um stay here with these people who i love i don't need anything that's all material you can't take it with you you know that's no. all that matters see you couldn't answer it and then you answered well, it that's with the only thing awesome I <laughs> emotional sappy little answer yeah, there's the there's the only emotion my little yeah, Russian has. your ukraine emotions just came <laughs> out now we know the real you that's you the little, american in me you little softy one more all right one more bring it if you could receive a gift one piece of jewelry regardless of cost what would you want it to be I, I, now that I know you so much better, you got to answer that. But now that I know you so much better, there's a question I really want to ask right. you. But. Should we just do all of them? There's like two left. <laughs> no, there's like three left. Oh, okay. So, so this is going to be crazy because this means nothing to anybody except unless you run your RNF business too. When you climb to the top of the company, you get this diamond encrusted circle necklace, and that is what I want. That's my goal for the next three or five years of my Being business. Being at the top of the company. Mm -hmm. That like representative, the only people that have that have risen to the very tippity top of the company. I bet you no type B personalities ever rise no. to the top. No. I would never survive. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's definitely introverts that rise, but they have a drive in them and like a grit and a hustle. And that's... Isn't that weird though? I, that's true. Like I'm a type B 100%, yeah, but like but I have definitely grit. have drive. Yeah. And, and hustle. I'll grind it out. Yeah. I'll grind it out. Yeah. You don't have to be type A to have hustle. No, it's for the kids. Totally. totally. For, the for whatever what it's for. Hey, this is the question I want right. now. And I never knew how bad I wanted to ask you this. Are you going to read it? Read totally, it. totally. What particular personality trait do you find the most annoying in other people? Oh, sweet. <laughs> this is like the best. I have one answer for this. And anybody who knows me knows this is coming. My husband could probably tell you immediately. They're all shouting at the radio is the answer? Yep. Mm -hmm. Complaining. Oh. You mean like whining or like just? Ungratefulness. Complaining. Complaining, not like, ow, my arm hurts, but like complaining about things that you don't like, but also not doing a damn thing to change it. That drives me crazy. Do you have friends who do that? <sighs> um, so many. I think everybody does. Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So if you want something to change in your life, you have to change something. 
So like, if you want to be more fit, wake up earlier, go to the gym or eat different. It, you can't just sit around and say like, oh God, I just don't feel like myself. Poor me. Yeah, poor me. Poor like pity me. party. Can't stand it. Biggest, most annoying thing on Especially, earth. Especially, it's so annoying when you work so hard to get what you want. Yeah, like nothing comes easy. Nothing. Have you ever seen that thing, that picture? Um, I've seen it online, but I've seen it in books too. It's like an, the iceberg of success. Um, where it's like just the tip is sticking out. And just the tip say? sticks out and it's like success and like glory and, you know, money and da, da, da. And like any iceberg, like three quarters of its mass right. is underneath. And you don't see the grit and the hustle the and the failure, work, the 10 years. Sleepless nights. Yep. You know. That. Like people think success comes easy. And people think like, um, you know, you wake up and you're a nurse anesthetist and, you know, you make a good living because you just fell into that. Sorry. You fell into that and I'm like over here, you know, struggling. I didn't fall into anything. I worked my butt off for 10 years. I went to school for 10 years to get here. So if anybody ever complains to me about that, I'm like, I don't feel bad for you because I chose to do that and you chose not to. So, you know, and you have to be okay with that. I'm not saying I'm better than people. You have to be okay with whatever path you choose in your life. So if you choose to, I don't know, whatever, like if you choose to be a blogger, and live on a lot less, but you love the hell out of blogging and traveling and experiencing life, like, do you? I wish that I was able to do stuff like that. But you can't have one thing and complain about it the whole time, but not be willing to change. You know, that drives me nuts. Mm, that's a good one. That's yeah, a really that's good That's the answer. only thing that bothers me really bad about people. That bothers me too, especially when it's a good friend, especially when I just want to shake them mm-hmm. and be like, it's you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. You. But you can't make them see it. You can't make them want it either. So well, you gotta see it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like and we all have that yeah. problem in our life. Where we'll have some kind of problem, and it isn't until we finally figure it out for ourselves. It's like okay, mm-hmm. now I get it. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I was like, God, I just want to like tone up a little bit. And today, when my alarm went off at four twenty to go to the gym, and I chose to snooze it, and then I got up and I was pissed at myself complaining. Then I was like, Well, guess what? You chose to snooze your alarm, even though you already got out of bed to walk over to your alarm to snooze it. You could have just walked into the bathroom and brushed your teeth. But you're, like, this is my internal dialogue with myself in the morning. And I'm like, shut up and stop complaining. Go later. You know, like that it happens to everybody. But you have to either change what you're doing or don't. But don't complain. I, I know. Some people just lack discipline. Some people I don't love know. complaining yeah. and pointing the finger, blaming the world for their problems. Yeah. But not us. No, not, not us, us. And you know what? There's people in this world like I respect so much. Like kids who come from awful, awful upbringings or like... You know, people who leave drug addiction behind or alcohol addiction or families that like were going nowhere and really like th- had their thumb over top of them their whole life. And like those people come out of it and make something of themselves. Did and you listen to Dr. Demiso Josie, his episode? No. Oh, that's the story right to. there. Yeah. So you like those people make something of their life. They are not a product or an, of their environment. So like how can you sit there and say those things and not feel like a complete a-hole? You know, that's how I feel. You rock. There's you rock. a lot more I wanted to talk to. Like you make costumes. You do lots of million oh other God. things. But <laughs> those costumes. But I, I guess we'll have to hear it on Scrub. Oh yeah. Hello. Yo. I just invited myself back in yeah. case you didn't catch that. <laughs> Open door policy for you. So when nobody ever subscribes to you again, yeah. you'll know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're coming back and yeah. um just don't don't hurt my feelings and we'll be cool. No, we'll be the I'm best. I'm a softie. Best of friends. Um best I'll of make friends. you a costume. <laughs> Best friends. Yes. I can be an Eminem. Yeah. Right on. Um, any, any shout outs before you get out of here? Shout out to my husband, to my whole family, to my husband's family, who's like my second family. Um, shout out to Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups, the best podcast coming your way. Shout out to Nick, the Dependent Independent. Shout out to you and mm. all of Hamilton, like the best town ever. Is it not? Yeah. I didn't no. even grow up here and I think this is the best town ever. So 
everyone that's supportive, shout out to all them. Yeah, I got someone you need to get on your show. You got to. Who is it? It's a secret. You got to get the mayor Lisa. on here. Yeah, well, okay. Definitely get Lisa because she's got the story to tell. Yeah. And she doesn't get enough attention out here. She doesn't. I, I'm, I'm out here she's like. She's so selfless. She sure is. But get her on there because she needs the attention. She needs the love. And she deserves it. But uh, get the mayor on. He might tell you that you're a Hamiltonian. That's what happened to me. Will I get a, c- a key to the city? That's or what I got. City? City? I've got the key to the whole town. You do? Is no. there a door somewhere? No, they're not ready for that yet. Yeah, if we'd be at there three in the morning right now. Partying. I would have kicked that door down already by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> to let myself in. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yes, we'll do it again. Yes. For sure. Totally. <laughs> see ya, people. Dave Birnbaum, real estate agent. Oh, come on now, Sam. You shouldn't have anything to feel the burn. (laughs) Now I love it right now. Yeah, well, did you know that going through Remax will get you charged up? All we want to do is blow people's (laughs) minds. Oh, come on now, Sam. What? You don't like the sound effects? I'm just trying to get my name out there. I know, because you're up at the crack of dawn every morning working hard. (laughs) What? You think you could sell this thing without sound effects? Be my guest. Tell them what it's about. This is Dave Birnbaum, Remax Community. Buy, rent, sell with Burn. Just give me a call when you're ready to go. 856-524-2927. I can't wait to help you out. Oh, Dave, just one more sound effect. I guess do it, Sam. For all the people who have saved money with Dave Birnbaum, this one's for you.